Joe Biden's team says the American people just love Biden's economic policies. The American Library Association targets Kirk Cameron's story hour events. Plus, CBS News is actually investigating Hunter and Joe Biden. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday. I hope you're having a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with Joe Biden and the economy because something crazy is happening this week, and it's just straight out of the twilight zone. Despite terrible approval ratings, despite the vast majority of Americans feeling like the country is headed in the wrong direction, despite high inflation and gas prices, Joe Biden this week is actually taking a victory lap on the economy. That's right. This week, the entire Biden team is focusing on Biden's so-called economic successes. And it's just stunning what these people will say at press conferences and post on social media. We'll start with Biden's official presidential Twitter account, where he posted this on Tuesday. My administration has created more jobs in two years than any previous administration has created in the first four years. It's no accident. It means our economic plan is working and this is only the beginning. Are you kidding me? Biden is actually taking credit for people returning to work following COVID shutdowns. The whole American economy was shuttered. Businesses were closed. People lost jobs. Then they returned to work and Biden takes credit for that. What's great on Twitter now is that claims like Biden's can be instantly fact-checked and tagged so people can know what's really going on. Twitter users were quick to remind Biden of the facts. 90% of new jobs during Biden's term can be attributed to post-pandemic return to work. On February of 2020, before the pandemic hit, 158 million people were employed. On May of 2023, the U.S. had 160 million people employed. This is a net gain of 2 million jobs over 38 months, or 55,000 jobs per month. It's actually around 52,600. But the point is that Biden has done a terrible job. And at the same time as not creating jobs, Biden has ushered in sky-high inflation that the country hasn't seen in 40 years. Real wages are down month after month. And yet Biden is taking an economic victory lap. At Tuesday's White House press briefing, Biden spokeswoman Olivia Dalton actually said that Biden's economic policies are incredibly popular. Here was the question. Polling continues to show this pretty large disconnect between the economic successes that you all are touting and highlighting this week and the way Americans are actually feeling about the economy, the way they're feeling about their own wallets. You know, inflation and recession fears continue to be a, a pretty big pull on the president's popularity. So why do you think that is? And is this big rebrand going to be enough to, to bridge that divide and, and turn things around? Even there, the question was watered down and used language that dilutes the actual economic conditions brought on by Biden. But in any case, the point was still made. Here was the response. What I would say is that the president's economic policies are incredibly popular. When you ask people what they think about investing in our roads, bridges, and uh, airports, what you, when you ask people what they think about educating and empowering workers, when you ask people about how they feel about reshoring manufacturing jobs and investing in America, those things are incredibly popular. And we find that when we go out and we talk to people about it, they support Bidenomics. What a ridiculous answer. And when you hear something like this, I really hope you'll listen carefully so that you can inform your friends and colleagues about what's really being said. 
Dalton ignored the actual question and instead focused on issues that people like. She then looped that back to imply Biden is doing those things. So that means people must like what Biden is doing. Wrong. That's like saying, we surveyed Americans and the majority loves pizza. Biden makes pizza, so they must love Joe Biden. That's wrong, folks. It turns out Biden makes terrible pizza. And that is the point. People don't like the job Biden is doing on those economic topics that they care about. In fact, he consistently receives failing grades on issue after issue after issue. Here's more from Dalton. Well, today we're focused on tomorrow and laying out Bidenomics and, and talking to the American people about uh, what that is, how it's taken shape, and how it's made a meaningful impact in their lives. Um, that's what we're focused on for the, for the moment. I don't have anything to preview for you in the way of future economic announcements. But um, look, we believe there's really substantial progress to be proud of here. You know, if someone came up and punched me in the face, it would likely have a meaningful impact on my life. But that doesn't mean I like it or that it's good for me. The American people are tired of Biden's policies, corruption, and inability to even utter a coherent sentence. But hey, let's go ahead and take a victory lap on the economy. All right, next let's talk about left-wing efforts to shut down conservative story hours. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, let's talk about Kirk Cameron and Brave Books and their See You at the Library event, which is scheduled for August 5th in libraries across the country. It turns out that if drag queens want to show up at public libraries and groom young children, that's perfectly okay. But if Kirk Cameron shows up and reads a faith-based book on conservative values, that's a cause for outrage. Recall when Cameron first tried to have a story hour for children and public, aka government-funded library after library turned him down? These libraries allowed drag queens, but Cameron was shut out. Then he had a breakthrough. A few libraries allowed him to read, and the response was incredible. Hundreds of people lined up to attend, and now the movement is growing. On August 5th, Brave Books and Cameron are planning a new event at multiple libraries designed for families who love God and love America to gather at our local public libraries to pray, sing, and read brave books and other books of virtue. Here's some details. I'm calling on all families who love God and love America to gather at our local public libraries to pray, sing, and read a children's book of virtue. Imagine thousands of local libraries filled by you and your friends, your pastors, your teachers, local representatives, turning our nation back to God and moral goodness. Just a side note, compare that message with some of the video clips you've been seeing coming out of so-called pride parades, where children are seeing displays of bondage, nudity, guys in dog masks, and a whole host of inappropriate sexual displays. Well, this See You at the Library event is being met with pushback from the American Library Association. In a recent Zoom call, an ALA director talked about how to minimize the impact of Cameron's efforts. We're seeing groups that seek, or seek to censor LGBTQA materials or disparage or silence LGBTQA library users, um, exploit the open nature of a public library to advance their agendas. For example, right now, um, Brave Books and Kirk Cameron are con conducting a campaign to take over libraries on August 5th 
by applying for to use media, uh, encouraging individuals to apply to use library meeting rooms for Kirk Cameron story hours. Isn't it interesting how the American Library Association director is warning that some conservative groups will exploit the library to advance an agenda when that is exactly what the left is doing with their drag queen story hours. No one on the right is silencing or disparaging library users. That is simply not true. But was we've seen so many times, leftist ideology is acceptable while conservative ideology isn't. Thus, a taxpayer-funded group such as the ALA has no problems telling people how to shut down a children's story hour dedicated to faith and virtues. Here's more. So here are some of the options that allow you to keep control of your library and its meeting rooms for the use of your community and for the use of the library users who might be targeted by a particular event. Um, you can limit access to meeting rooms to persons eligible to hold a library card in your community. Um, you're, you can have a, make a priority for library sponsored programs. And what if your library decided to offer a whole host of programs in its meeting room on August 5th, making it unavailable for the public? It's incredibly sad that our government institutions do not want children to hear about faith and values and patriotism. But have a parade where a naked person is strapped down and whipped by a leather-wearing, dog-masked person? That's okay. It's up to all of us to say that's not okay. And hopefully this library event will send a huge message across the country. All right. Next is a follow-up from Monday's lead story on the media actually starting to cover the Biden family corruption. CBS News reported on the IRS whistleblower who claims Hunter Biden was given a sweetheart deal over his tax and firearms charges and that the U.S. attorney was prevented from higher up from pursuing stronger charges against Hunter Biden. Here's part of the report. Gary Shapley was a lead IRS supervisory agent in Operation Sportsman, the investigation into Hunter Biden. Shapley said he uncovered conduct that warranted more serious charges. There were personal expenses that were taken as business expenses, prostitutes, sex club memberships, hotel rooms for purported drug dealers. How much did Hunter Biden owe in taxes? So from 2014 to 2019, it was $2.2 .2 million. Millions of dollars owed in taxes, but that's only just a small part of the story. The main issue here, as far as this IRS case is concerned, is the two-tier justice system. And if pressure was brought to bear on the prosecuting U.S. attorney, David Weiss, from Biden's attorney general, Merrick Garland, to go easy on Hunter and not prosecute more serious charges. And Shapley told lawmakers that U.S. Attorney Weiss was blocked from bringing stronger charges. But U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland said last week that Weiss was not. I'm saying he was given complete authority to make all decisions on his own. I documented exactly what happened, and it doesn't seem to match what the Attorney General or the U.S. Attorney are saying today. Shapley provided lawmakers this contemporaneous email he wrote after an October meeting last year. Shapley says Weiss told him the opposite, that Weiss is not the deciding person on whether charges are filed. This is a huge deal, and it's part of the reason why the U.S. House is now considering impeachment charges against Merrick Garland. The attorney general has testified before Congress, and it appears some of that sworn testimony was outright lies. The investigations will continue in the House for sure, but it's quite interesting to see how the media are starting to cover the story. Perhaps even they are tired of nonsensical comments like this. It's hard to tell, but he's clearly losing the war in Iraq. He's losing the war at home. 
and he has uh, become a bit of a flyer around the world. Of course, Biden is referring to Putin, who is fighting with Ukraine, not Iraq. So the media may just be figuring out that they need to ditch this guy before the 2024 elections. Next, a quick update on the supposed fight of the century. In case you haven't heard, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg have challenged each other to a cage match, and the momentum is building. UFC's Dana White says he is in the serious talks to make the cage match a reality. Fox News has even put together the side-by-side matchup. You've got your height, your weight, age, IQ. Could this actually happen? I'm not sure, but I must admit that I'd certainly watch it. How about you? Would you watch, and who do you think would win? Let me know in the comments. All right, friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show, so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Monday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.